1: Hello, Grinders, and welcome to the Weekend Grind. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, back here on a nice, beautiful uh, Saturday slate here with my buddy Grant Nefer. How's it going over there?
2: Yeah, and I've had better days. It was weird. It was one of those days where I lost everything on salary cap format and won everything on draft, and somehow it, it, it came out to an even. <laughs> so that, that, the stripling uh, bomb they just gave up knocked me out of cash contention so yeah, on to the next one
1: yep that's how it is man on to the next one I had a pretty solid night and grant I I'm an undefeated legal sports better when it's legal I'm undefeated man I have never lost 1-0 and uh, I think I hit my parlay it's almost over so let's not jinx it but uh Diamondbacks and uh, Angels look like they're gonna win their games rant. so it looks like I uh I'm an undefeated champ and basically no one can stop me
2: nice I'm just waiting for it to come to California A eh?
1: Yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, it was a good time. Went over to the, uh, if you guys are in the Jersey area, went over to the Monmouth uh, racetrack, the sports book, and played I was making some bets. It was a lot of fun and a really good time and uh, looked at some games already. Excited to kind of dive into this slate. Uh, we actually kind of have three slates today, Grant. Uh, it's all over the place, so we're going to break them down like three separate slates for you uh, as quick as we pu- we can going game by game. Uh, you ready with that? You're cool with that, Grant? Yeah, I'm ready roll. All right. First game up, and this is part of the early slate, I guess you could say. We got Luis Severino and Ryan Staniak, uh, New York Yankees and the Tampa Bay Rays. We don't have a line yet on this game, but I think it's pretty obvious that if you're playing this slate, the chalk, the guy that you want to be all over, the probably best pitcher and most optimal play of the slate is Luis Severino. Would that be correct, Grant?
2: Yep. Yep. Absolutely true. 100%. Very, very clear. He's the top play on this three-game slate. He's not because it is a three-game slate, I don't know if it's a must play, but if you can fit him in there, then he's absolutely the way to go.
1: Yeah, he's definitely the guy that I want to be playing. I'll be all over on this slate. I guess you can make the argument if ownership is too high in tournaments. Could you pivot to someone else? Like for, on, for instance, on the opposite side, if we find out who the reliever is, I don't really know who's going to be the reliever at this time. Could we pivot to one of those Rays reliever? Uh, I don't know. I just think I'm kind of staying away from the Rays situation against this uh, you know, potent Yankees offense. I think just trying to figure out who the reliever is tomorrow, I'm just going to pass on that because this Yankees offense is too good, and I'm more interested in looking at the bats.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's tough. Uh, the problem is there's not really a good second arm on the slate outside of the guy we'll get to soon, but he's a little bit priced up there. If you want both of them in your life, you're kind of screwed. So, I honestly, whoever the reliever is, if he's anyone decent, um, I'm guessing, like, it, just look into the numbers of the guy tomorrow, whoever it is who's coming in may have a real shot at being one of the better scoring pitchers just because this is a terrible slate up and down for pitching. It's only a three-game slate. you got to do something weird, and that's still something that a lot of guys don't really catch on to is that uh, the reliever coming in is not – like the starting pitcher is not the guy that you really want. So I think it's viable even against this Yankees team. They, they still have strikeout upside against them. So once we get to the other pitchers, we'll, we'll see why it's viable.
1: Yeah, on the short slate, I get it. If you can figure out who's. I just don't know who it is at this time. Uh, so that's something I guess we'll have to figure out later on. Uh, I just don't know who it is. And uh, I've looked at it a little bit and I I, I can't put my finger on it yet. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to kind of stay tuned for that. The Rays will normally give us a little bit of information going up. So uh, check that out. And, uh, yeah, I think that's going to be in place a little bit on this slate. But I don't know. It's just those Yankees, the bats are kind of scary. Uh, I get it if you want to go there and if it helps you jam the bats too. I think that could make sense. But it would more so be if the bats uh, end up fitting but I don't want to do it too much. Severino's the guy I'm going to. I'll be loading up on him. Uh, what Yankees bats do you like? I'm guessing you like no Rays bats, Grant, but what Yankees bats would you look at?
2: I mean, it's a three-game slate. One through nine is fine. I'd be a little bit more apt to play whoever's batting at the bottom of the lineup, assuming they'll get more or less ownership. So basically just be on the lookout of who's starting, like who has the platoon splits, because whoever comes in after the quote-unquote starter, Um Whoever has big platoon splits, that's who you go with, and you roll with a lot of the guys there in the lower half of the lineup. On three games later, it's not a bad idea to fade both Stan and Judge in your lineup. So, just it, it, it's entirely dependent on who's coming in after after Stank Stanek is
1: in there. Yeah, I, I could see it maybe being Pruitt. Uh, I don't know who it's going to be, but uh, definitely stay tuned and look at that. Uh, it'll definitely be interesting. Like, like Andres, he threw 45 on Thursday. It says Friday, Nuno's threw 13, Romo through 14. I don't know if this is too updated, though. the one that I'm looking at isn't always the best. So uh, stay tuned for that. That'll obviously be uh, really important. Let's go on to the next one. Uh, I think this is a pretty solid game here. we got a a 9.5 total here. we got Jordan Zimmerman and Lucas uh, Giolito, 9.5 total, and both sides look like they're going to get some runs here. Both teams over a 4.5 total, Grant. Are you interested in the bats, or any pitchers have you intrigued on this small slate?
2: Um, Honestly, how trash this slate is, it's a weird spot where I have interest in Zimmerman and I have interest in the Chicago bats. I mean, Zimmerman, he's got a decent K rate. He obviously is giving up tons of hard contacts, So he's either going to land on one side of home run variance or the other. And depending on which side he lands on, he's either going to be one of the top scoring overall pitchers in terms of point per dollar, or the White Sox are going to be the top overall stack point per dollar. So it's one of those spots where I'm going to be taking both sides of it pretty much 50, 50, like every non White Sox stack I have is going to be a Zimmerman lineup and vice versa. So I'm all in on these White Sox bats for non-Zimmerman lineups pretty much.
1: Yeah, I'm more interested in the White Sox bats, too. Uh, even though Abreu uh, and Moncada, man, they kind of disappointed me a little bit yesterday. Hopefully, because they had a lot of ownership, maybe they disappointed people and we get lower ownership on them as well. That would be great. But uh, i have interested in these White Sox, Sox bats. I'll definitely uh, look at them. What about Do I noticed his price. It's 4.1K on DraftKings. games, Grant. I mean, that's really, really cheap. If it helps you get in the bats, do you think that's a way we can go? The Tigers, they're a lot better against left-handed pitcher ra- rather than right-handed pitching. And there are some strikeouts in this lineup, so do you have any Interest in giolito who's just got a really cheap price at 4.1 on DraftKings.
2: yeah yeah and go look at plate iq everyone outside of victor martinez in the bottom of the lineup has red k numbers um giolito has just been such trash though he gets wild um but like you're really worried about the walks and they have like a 6.5 projected walk rate throughout the entirety of their lineup so He's in play, um, but strictly just based on if you want Severino in your lineup, you're probably going to have to roll with Giolito or else you're kind of screwed. But, again, it's a three-game slate, so there's not many guys that aren't in play here. Uh, Honestly, I can make an argument for every single pitcher as being viable here. And just it's figuring out which bats you want in your lineup and which bats aren't going to be the chalk.
1: Yeah, I think it's about prioritizing Severino and then whichever bats you like and then figure out your pitcher lasts. Uh, I could see myself falling on that Severino-Giolito combo just because he's really cheap and kind of jamming in a lot of the expensive bats that I like. So, uh, yeah, also, like I said, I like going back to these White Sox, uh, the usual suspects, right, that one through five is uh, really great, and I'll probably end up going back to well with a lot of those guys. Uh, any interest in Tigers? We haven't talked a lot about them. Anyone that, you know, you can maybe play as a one-off?
2: I mean, Giolito's bad, but – I'm they have a 4.6 implied team total which makes me think that they're gonna get enough ownership on the slate because their price tags are so cheap that I think I'd rather just roll with the White Sox in every single circumstance so I mean again there's a three-game slate everything's viable but they're real they're 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 ahead of the Rays and they're ahead of the Royals in terms of bats but not by a whole lot and I don't think I'm going there
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. Let's go on to the last game of the short early slate. We got the Houston Astros and the Kansas City Royals. This is a nine total here. And, uh, man, it is going to be hot out there. It is going to be 92 degrees in this game, it looks like. Wind blowing out, too, as well. I mean, Dallas Keuchel going up against Danny Duffy, nine total, Astros Royals. This seems like a game where it's all the Astros for me. Danny Duffy, he's had his outings where he's you know gotten a ton of Ks, but he's also had his outings where he's absolutely blown up. And some of these Astros righties, I think, are going to be extremely awesome plays today. I think loading up against Duffy is going to be something that we want to do on this short slate. If this was a big main slate, like a 15-game slate, I think we'd be all of the Astros. So I think this is a team that we're going to want to be playing a ton of. Would you agree?
2: Uh, yeah, I think that it's twofold. For one, Duffy's going to be highly owned. I really think he is. I mean – Obviously, he's been trash lately, but if you want Severino, it's either Giolito or Duffy that you throw into your lineup if you want to get some of these Yankees bats too. Um, And this is not a spot that's really going to end up too well for him. Uh, The Astros don't strike out a huge clip. Duffy may even be on his game, but with this heat and Kansas City being a a park that uh, suppresses strikeouts, I just don't think he can go there. Um, I'm not going to. I'd rather roll with Zimmerman and just deal with much less ownership with, I think, more upside. So I'm not touching Duffy. And then, obviously, Houston bats, all great. Like, Duffy gives up a bunch of hard contact. The ball's going to be flying. This Astros team can blow up at any given time. So all systems go there. And I think that's kind of implied there by the 5.4 implied team total.
1: Yeah, I agree with you on that. I think a pretty simple way to break it down, Grant, is would you rather take a guy like Zimmerman, who's going against a White Sox team that struggles against righties, or would you rather take a pitcher in Danny Duffy going against one of the best offenses in the league? I think it's an easy decision there, and I think the way you broke it down is uh, is perfect. I uh, think that Duffy, he's going to have too much ownership on a short slate where I would just absolutely stay away from him and, and find other routes there. So uh, if we don't like Duffy and we're going to play some Astros bats, who are the ones you're prioritizing? Is it mainly the guys at the top? You adding in some Evan Gaddis, who's been crushing the ball. Which Astros really uh, you know, get you excited here on this slate?
2: Anyone, one through seven, obviously the best overall players are going to be the ones at the top, Springer, Bregman, Altuve, Correa, but I don't mind using Yuli here. I don't, Gaddis, I mean, the main thing you have to look at is look at the catchers on the slate. You have Gaddis, who is going to be uber chalk outside of maybe Gary Sanchez. Ramos isn't in a good spot. Uh, Navarra is probably the better play, by the way. Like, he's probably the best play for catcher, although this home run today is going to up ownership a little bit. Uh, but he's just, I think, in the most likely spot. So I'm probably rolling with a good amount of Marwin Gonzalez at the 3.4 price tag, getting some exposure to this game. He hasn't played terribly well this year, but he's still got decent stuff and could do something. Bang seven to the lineup should have lower ownership. But, I mean, it's strictly from a game theory aspect. You want to avoid the top. Actually, I guess with Severino on the slate, they're not going to be that heavily owned. So if you're not rolling with Severino, then you can throw in these top four or five bats. So – I mean, that's it's a weird three-game slate that is just so top-heavy with pitcher, and then crap. And you have two very clear spots in the Yankees and the Astros. So, like I said, I'm probably rolling with all Zimmerman or all White Sox, and then probably double stack them, uh double stack the White Sox with either the Yankees or Houston, and then any Zimmerman lineup. I'm just rolling with with Severino and Zimmerman, and using low-price bats.
1: Yeah. And it's a good way to do it. Now, obviously uh, the one thing you mentioned at the start of this too, it's a three game slate. Try to find ways to be different with your lineup, like throwing a Jake Marisnik, right in your Astros stack. That's a way to be different. Just find ways to, to make it, you know, a different team, uh- because, again, it's more of a tournament slate than a cash slate. And let's go on to the slate that I'll probably be playing some cash games on. I think it's the cash game slate of the three. Uh, this is the 4 o'clock games, Grant, and uh, it gets a little bit better here. We have eight games to talk about, so let's dive right in. we got the Miami Marlins, the Baltimore Orioles. We have a nine total here, and it's Wei and Chen against Alex Cobb. Uh, I don't love these offenses in general, Grant. No, I never get excited to roster Marlins or Orioles. What about you? What are you kind of doing with this game? Because these pitchers are not that great, and I think it's a game that we should look at some bats um
2: yeah i mean these pitchers are both absolute just trash but these are not offenses i generally want a roster their prices are cheap enough where i can easily consider a baltimore stack and if you want to do it differently just don't throw machado in there see who's leading off i know a no-name guy would that wasn't even on the slate was the at the top of the order today uh, who knows what they'll do tomorrow but either bats like honestly if you're going with the Marlins, there are some bats in there, considering that they're going from Marlins Park all the way over to Baltimore. And you can go with Dietrich, Anderson, Real Muto, Boer. I'm a big fan of Brinson. He, he had two triples today, which and it's not easy to do. It's also not better than two home runs. But uh, pretty much those are the guys I'd look at. And if you really want to round out a stack, go with Castro. And then on the other side, Valencia versus lefty. Absolutely love it. Scope, his price is cheap enough at second base position. Machado, obviously great, and he's the guy that just will mash every single time regardless. And then Adam Jones is hit with power. So realistically, two through seven hitters are all in play for the Baltimore Orioles.
1: Yeah, I think that makes sense. And luckily we don't have Chris Davis in the lineup anymore. We don't have to watch that terrible hitter uh, in there, at least for now. We'll see. He's not in our projected lineup. Hope they keep him out of the lineup and he doesn't tempt us. And it's way in Chen, so he probably won't be in there against the lefty. But obviously guys like, you know, Manny Machado, those right, those guys who are righties that kill lefties are going to be really intriguing on the Orioles. And then Justin Bour, I think, is always in play. Uh, is he still cheap? Let's, I'm just looking at DraftKings. We don't get him at that. Point one. He's not that cheap anymore. Yeah, uh, DraftKings finally figured it out. Uh, it took him a couple months, but he's finally up there. Uh, he's 3.3 on FanDuel, which is fine. Uh, but yeah, it's not that amazing value that it's been. But uh, still a solid play overall. Uh, nothing else for me in this game, Grant. You want to go on to the next one? Let's roll on. All right, Cincinnati Reds, Pittsburgh Pirates, eight and a half total, Luis Castillo against Ivan Nova. And, uh, yeah, I don't really know what I want to do with this game too much. I like Castillo. I'm a fan of him real life-wise. I don't think this Pirates offense is a spot really to target them a ton. I also don't see, see a lot of strikeouts for Castillo. On the option side, I'm not really always in the camp of targeting Nova too much. And uh, on top of that, the Reds offense isn't the greatest. I know they've been uh, you know, a team that we've been targeting the past couple weeks, but I don't know. I'm kind of lost on this game, Grant, but what about you? What are you kind of doing with this one?
2: So Castilla, I think as of or Castillo as of right now is my SP two for both cash and tournaments. Which again, this is not really that great of a slate. I mean, if I can find some extra money, I'll switch it up. But he's just cheap enough where I can fit in Scherzer and him and get some decent bats in there. He's got good numbers on the year; they just haven't actually reflected how good he's been. He's got a decent K rate, and I know Pittsburgh doesn't strike out a whole lot, but when you're getting safe or when you're considering safety and upside on a point per dollar basis, you're not going to find much better on the slate uh, than Castillo because the next moderately safe guy is going to be 9.5K, which we'll get to him in a bit, which I don't even know if he's on this slate. But so Castillo is the guy I'm working with in cash and probably tournaments as my SB2. For the Reds, Nova is much, much worse versus lefties, like much, much worse. So I don't know if I can use him at all, even at the six K price tag. The lefties in play are probably gonna be Shebler and Votto, I would guess, are probably your two best options. Lefties that can do the most damage and already don't strike out a lot. Obviously Jeanette's in play a little bit too and if he's in the lineup batting low, might get a little low owned Is winker. Um, but they're not they don't grade out as great plays. If you just wanna one or two of them as a one off, it's not the worst idea in the world.
1: Yeah, I kind of agree with you on that. I, I get the Castillo thing. I guess it's because I'm not playing uh, – I probably won't play as much draft because I'll probably be playing more FanDuel for this bait, slate specifically just because I don't want to force myself to roster one of these terrible pitchers. If you like the slates where you can get creative and kind of have to look to the roster uh, a crazy SB2, I think it's a great slate for you. I just don't really want to go about that route on this slate. So, But I get it. I'm a big Castillo fan. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Castillo truther. I guess you could say I'm part of that fan club I bought in early. So uh, I hope to see him do well tomorrow. But uh, I don't know. I'm just – not, I, I'm not in love with the the SP2s just in general. It, it's an ugly set of SP2s, Grant. Wouldn't you agree? I know we haven't gotten through it yet, but it's pretty bad.
2: I mean, there are SP2s. The problem is they're all expensive.
1: Yeah, that that's definitely yeah, that's definitely the case there. Uh, let's go on to the next one though. I don't think there's too much more to talk about in this game, and uh, let's go to a game that we got to talk a lot about. I think that this is definitely a game that we're going to want to get a lot of exposure to, and one reason why you kind of have to pay down a little bit at your SB two, I believe, is because we got the uh, you know Colorado Rockies, the Texas Rangers in that nice ninety three degree weather in uh, in Texas, and it's got Kyle Freeland versus Mike Minor and I mean all the righties against these lefties here, Grant, right? I think it's just a beautiful spot. Load up on Arenado, Story, Lemayhu, And then on the uh, you know on the Texas side, I'm looking at guys like Beltre, Profar, who's been crushing the ball, the Shields. I mean, this is just a hitter's paradise tomorrow.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And we'll have to wait to see what happens with the lineup. I know that they kept par in, but they took out Cargo. Uh, but, yeah, all these righties are just absolutely in place. Story and Arenado are the clear top options from this. Beltre is probably one of your top options for Cash. Profar and to shields are decent options for cash. Probably not huge upside. Um, but yeah, like pretty much all the way up and down these lineups, this is the place to go. We saw what happened today. They put up a whole bunch of runs, Grant. Some other teams put up more. But this is the spot where you're going to want to look for bats. Arenado being pretty much a stone-cold lock in cash and one of the best plays in tournaments. And then Blackman's going lefty-lefty, but Miner could get beat up real early and they'll bring in a righty and Blackman could be a pretty good gbp play here so not touching these pitchers righties are the ones you should prioritize in cash and in tournaments and then the lefties are used to fill out a stack
1: yeah agree with you on that uh just load up on this game this is a game you want to get a ton of exposure to make sure to be overweight on the field on it it's a great game to uh you know get a lot of exposure to so uh, also that's-
2: something to mention murphy there's not a huge sample size of him in the majors uh in i believe triple a he was crushing it this year So, his numbers this year don't quite reflect it versus lefties because I think he's had three appearances and they're all today. Two or three appearances and they're all today. Uh, But he's 3.3. He's cheap. He's catcher eligible. And then Cuevas, I wouldn't use him. He's probably going to be batting down in the lineup. But even batting down in the lineup, there's a decent chance when they bring in a righty that he gets pinch hit for.
1: Yeah, but I will say this, Grant. Fandle, he's 2K. Like, if you're making tournament teams, I don't hate maybe going with him if he gets like a good lineup spot in like the six or seven spot, even at the nine hole, I guess you could take a shot. it. I know we get, you know, the pinch at risk is there, but 2k sometimes helps you make all the bats work. I don't know if like on FanDuel you can make like a Max Scherzer and like Rockies stack work with something else, but if it does make it work, I think it could be interesting. Just, it's it's worth noting that he's 2K over there specifically. That's one of like the mispricings uh, on on that uh, game. I, maybe not mispriced, but it's just underpriced for sure. Because no guy in this game should be on at a 2K price tag. Uh, anything else in this game, Rare? you want to go on to the next one? No, just
2: play it. That simple.
1: Yep, agree with you. Just load up on the game. Uh, next one up: Los Angeles Angels, Oakland Athletics. We got John Lamb against Sean Minai. We have no total here yet, but uh, it seems like we this is a gonna total. Oh, is it a nine total? Maybe, I don't know. I, maybe I just have to refresh it and it'll show up here. But uh, that sounds about right because I expect some runs to be in this game with both the lefties being on the mound. Should be a pretty good spot for these guys. So what about you? What are you kind of doing with this game, Grant? Think this is, you know, you're the A's guy. You're the one who always knows if it's the right call. Should we be loading up on some A's today?
2: I mean, I looked into John Lamb's uh, numbers in the minors. I, first of all, I don't think he's going to be in there for more than probably four, five innings. So I'm a little bit less worried about what he has to do and chances are they're probably going to bring some righties in uh, out of the bullpen because A's are going to load up on uh, righty bats in this lineup. I'm sure Pender will be in there. Canna will be in there. I wouldn't go with either of those guys because it's too much of a worry if they're going to get pinch hit for. Um, same with Smolinski and Piscotty actually. Like I, I just wouldn't roll with any of the outfielders outside of crush here. But yeah, I'm not using Lamb. I'm not using Manea. Um, Minea is going up against this low strikeout team. I'd be more apt to stack Angels than I would uh, to stack A's. I mean, you can go with Chris Davis, Lowry, Simeon, Olsen. Like, Olsen's the play here, realistically. Olsen's a play. You can crush the ball out of anywhere. They are playing in Oakland, and this high team total means that there's going to be some ownership on it. But stacking them in Oakland's not a great idea. But Olsen is probably going to, like I said, after four innings, chances are the bullpen's coming in there. Chances are that it's going to be righties and Olsen absolutely mashes righties in at 3.9 K at real low ownership. He's a good play.
1: Yeah. One thing I want to know is John lamb. I don't know if you remember, he's the guy that was the pitcher for the reds. That was really bad that we targeted a ton. I don't know if you remember that a couple years ago, but John lamb, that's the same guy. Uh, he's not good. And I do think that the ACE that could be an interesting one. If I played, I'll probably just like, stack it up in tournaments, I'll just go all in on it and say, hey, I want to make sure I get exposure to this offense and just hope that he has an absolute blow-up game. But uh, yeah, I kind of agree with you. I like getting the A's more so when they're on the road rather than in this uh, ballpark. And the opposite side, I mean, how do you not like uh, some of these uh, Angels bats? I know Sean is a guy that I'm kind of buying like long-term. I think he's a good pitcher, but this is not the greatest lineup to run into, at least at the top, right? Between Kinsler, Trout, Upton Pools, I mean, that could be a disaster for them. Chris Young could be a nice, decent value. Uh, the bottom lineup's a little ugly, but I do think that this Angels top line should be a team that we give a, a little bit of a look to today.
2: Yeah, yeah, I can see. I mean, obviously, Trout's raw points, top play on the entire board. Like it's, it's just that simple. Pretty much every single day. The only guy even close to him is Arenado on this slate, and I still would take Trout dollar for dollar. He's always coming in at lower ownership every single night just because of his 5.9K or 6K today price tag. But he does get the lefty-righty splits. Um, and if I actually – let me double check this, but I think no Upton does not have better splits versus lefties this year. That is definitely not true. Uh, but I'd, I'd be – if I'm uh, stacking this up, I might avoid Upton, Pujols, and Kinsler, and de- this is all dependent on if Chris Young and Blash are in decent hitting positions. I'd roll with them because they're obviously cheaper, and then round it out with Valbuena, hoping that Manea gets beat up and he just got a little bit off the board on this eight-game slate. So, realistically, on point – Per dollar basis or raw points basis, Kinsler, Trout, Upton, Pujols are the guys to go with, and they're rounded out with either younger Balash, whoever's in the lineup. But I mean, I think there are better stacks on this slate than this, considering that they're playing over in Oakland.
1: Yeah, I agree. I do think it's interesting that Minaya is 6.8K. This is a guy that at times we saw him at 8K and 9K. So you are getting a little bit of a discount from the talent perspective, but I don't know. I, I just don't want to roll with him that much. One thing I want to know too, I pulled the BVP for fun. Because I know these guys have, you know, Minaya It's an in division opponent. He's got gone up against them a lot. So I kind of wanted to see what's played out. I mean, Trout, of course, he's a GOAT. Uh, you know, 6 of 14 with three home runs. The funny one I saw was Albert Poulos is 0 for 15. So uh, <laughs> never gotten a hit. So he can't get a hit tomorrow, right? It's, it's impossible.
2: Yeah, yeah, the BVP always holds true. And again, something to look out for is who's in the lineup. Um, if Blash is in there, then, and Moltenado and Valbuena, then you have some higher K bats in there. That makes Maniah still a little bit more viable. I don't think I'm rolling with it, but I'm still having trouble figuring out what SP2 I want to roll with. So it's tough.
1: Yeah, I think I, it's just like from a talent perspective, you see the price, and you're like, man, he's better than that. I just, the offense isn't one you want to target. But I could see people talking themselves in the play, and I could get it. But again, that's why I'm not, I just don't love the SP2, and I'm not playing as much DraftKings tomorrow. So that's just my take on it. Uh, anything else in this game, Greg? You want to go to the next one?
2: On to the next one.
1: All right. Washington Nationals, Toronto Blue Jays. We got an eight total here, and we got Max Scherzer against Marco Estrada. The best pitcher on the slate, the guy that you want to roster, I'm just going to plug him in, lock and load. Is that the right take, Grant? We just go all in on Max Scherzer and call it a day and collect our money?
2: Yeah, because even when he's bad, he's still worth it. He's still absolutely worth it. I'd rather pay Scherzer with this one of the lowest-priced guys on the entire slate than not play Scherzer. I'm I'm just starting to realize just play him every single time because the Ks will be there, and even if he gives up three bombs, He's still not going to hurt you. It's always safe. It's always the right move. Just do it, even if he's at six percent ownership. I just don't care.
1: Yeah, and one thing to note too, like this lineup that the Blue Jays have, it's definitely a lineup that is really righty heavy. Normally, at the time I mean, they have they struggle getting lefty heavy. So on top of that, it's going to be huge for Scherzer. Uh, Scherzer's is just going to be a guy who mows through this lineup. It's going to be pretty simple, pretty easy. You want to get a ton of exposure to him. I'm sure he'll be on the winning lineup. So make sure to get some exposure to him. And I know, uh, yeah, Blue Jays can hit sliders well. It, Scherzer throws it about. uh of the time. So, uh, yeah, he's going to mow through this team. It doesn't matter. So, load up on them. Uh, Max Scherzer is the play that you want to have. Uh, On on the opposite side, Marco Estrada, fly ball guy, going against his Nationals offense that I believe is, you know, starting to get a lot healthier. I think it's going to start heating up soon. I really like this team. I think they're going to be one of my favorite stacks to look at on this slate. Looking at guys like Eaton, Turner, Harper, Rendon, Murphy, Adams, Soto. I mean, that one through seven is so nice. And if you want to go wrap around and throw in like a Pedro Severino, I don't hate that if it helps fill out your catcher. I'll probably keep Defoe off because he's not the greatest. But this Nationals lineup might be my favorite stack of this early slate, Grant.
2: It's most certainly mine. I mean, obviously not from a raw points perspective. That's over in Texas. But I I absolutely love this spot. Estrada obviously gives up a whole lot of bombs. This national team's finally at full strength and is one of the best-hitting lineups in the entire majors. One guy that you do not want to leave out is Soto, especially if he's batting seventh. He's going to come in at way lower ownership at that 4.4K price tag. And, like, I prefer Soto to Eaton just from a game theory and maybe even raw points perspective. But just roll with any of these lefties here. And realistically, just roll with anyone but Defoe. Role of anyone but Defoe, and you will be fine. This is my top play when incorporating ownership on the entire slate.
1: Yeah, agree with on that. That's that's the perfect way to sum of the Nationals. Anyone but Wilmer Defoe, and we'll be perfectly fine. I think I agree on that. I'm just pulling up the stolen base uh, spot to see if it's a good one uh, with Estrada. I can't remember off the top of my head. I know it was good against Aaron Sanchez today, but I want to pull it up with Trey Turner out there. And uh, yeah, I mean it's not it's not terrible, right? Uh, it's not the greatest, but um, pulling it up, it just disappeared because fangraphs is acting up on me but he has four uh there's four stolen bases on him this year eight last year in 33 innings and then 12 in the 29 uh or not 29 innings uh 29 games so uh i don't know it's not the greatest spot but hey it's trey turner he'll still whenever he doesn't really care so uh i do think that he's a guy that i'd make sure to be getting in my stack as well because i like playing him and he's been a lot better against righties too so uh, i think it's perfectly fine you don't have to worry about having a lefty in there uh anything else in this game uh no blue jays right let's just go to the next one
2: I mean, you could do Granderson as one-off, but it's not a good idea.
1: Yeah, it, it, let, let's, not, let's not condone that. Grant. Let's just move on from that. You know, men in black, that take. No, no, no Blue Jays. Uh, Max Scherzer is going to dominate tomorrow. At least we hope. Cross our fingers. It's not one of those days like it was against the Marlins. But let's go to the next one. We got Zach Eflin, Junior Guerrero, Phillies and the Brewers, eight and a half total here. This is a game that I think is uh, a really good spot for the Brewers. Uh, Eflin is a guy who's definitely had his struggles at times, and the Brewers offense is one that's hot, right? And they're a team that's really streaky. And when they're hot, Grant, what do we do?
2: We, we, we ride them
1: out. Yeah, exactly. We just ride them out. I think we're going to get Thames in the lineup. I like him. I'm going to load up with Shaw. Uh, all these Brewers bats are going to be awesome plays. I think they're great to mix in your cash games. Good for tournaments, Grant. Uh, would you agree? How are you kind of approaching the Brewers?
2: Yeah, I would worry about ownership a bit, but because uh, they put up, what, 12 runs today, But they are all expensive enough, and the implied team total is only at 4.5 right now. I expect that to go up, but if it doesn't, they're going to come in at way too low ownership. And going up against Z- Eflin, they can absolutely just hammer him. Don't forget to, if Kratz is in the lineup, just throw him in there because dude hits bombs for some reason. No idea why, but if you didn't know, he has against right handed pitching this year, 701 Woba. It's exactly. crazy. Or since the beginning of last year, 701 Woba. Obviously, 20 at bats, but still, uh, throw that guy in your lineup. He's catcher eligible, he's not that expensive. But yeah, you can stack this up pretty much any which way outside of VR and And I mean, do you have any stolen base numbers on Eflin? Because if so, then maybe you can even throw VR in there.
1: Uh, let me look. I can pull it up right now real quick. Uh, talk about the opposite side while I do that, Grant. What do you think of that Phillies offense here in this matchup against Guerrero?
2: I mean, Guerrero walks enough guys where it could end up well for them, but they've just kind of been trash lately. Uh, their prices are are somewhat tempting with Nick Williams being at 3.4 K Kingery being at 3.3 Hoskins is still underpriced at 4.3, but I, I don't know. I mean, even in like they already play in a pitcher friend or a hitter friendly ballpark. Brewers might be slightly better, but I don't think it is even, I think they're about the same. I don't know if I'm rolling with them. I may end up with one stack of them just because they should draw a little bit lower ownership, but I'm more likely just to use Hoskins as a one-off because the dude mashes.
1: Yeah, I agree. I'm kind of just like that. Just ma- Hoskins is a one-off, and that's about it for me. And uh, not great stolen base numbers here And uh, in his, I guess, entire MLB career, including the minors and whatnot. Uh, 167.1 innings pitched, and only 11 stolen bases. Uh, actually, doesn't that doesn't include the minor stolen bases? But uh, yeah, this season in 40 innings, only four stolen bases. And then last year in 64 innings, only one. So uh, I don't think that's a spot really where it's going to benefit uh, a guy like VR a ton. So uh, yeah, don't. They can just load up on the Brewers' power bats and uh, you know a little bit of Hoskins and move on. But let's go to the next one. We got the Minnesota Twins, Cleveland Indians. This is an eight and a half total. We got Fernando Romero versus Carlos Carrasco. Who you know he's a minus two hundred eight favorite. The Twins' offense is not the greatest offense. Uh, he's definitely a good spend-up option, Carrasco. But the problem is I can't really spend on Max and Carrasco Grant. So uh, what am I doing with Carrasco? Is he a nice pivot off of uh, Scherzer in tournaments?
2: Nope, no, he is not, and he's obviously not got as great numbers as we've seen in the past this year where he's kind of real streaky here. Like he obviously does have upside and he's not walking a huge amount of guys. So there is a little bit of safety there, but he's always kind of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, or opposite, whichever one it is doesn't matter. Irrelevant, but he is going up against Minnesota where his upside is really capped here. Um, They're not that bad at striking out. Maybe, maybe they're a little bit better versus lefties than righties, but they're still not a team that I really expect to strike out a whole bunch, especially with Sino out of that lineup. So I'm, I'm not using Carrasco. I'm not using the Twins. I'm not using Romero, obviously, and I'm stacking the heck out of the Indians.
1: Yeah, I think a good thing to note when you said Miguel Sano is him out of the lineup actually uh, hurts the hurts your uh, you know opportunity for your pitcher because he was giving you a ton of K's. It was actually great to have him in there, but uh, yeah, I kind of like your idea with the Indians' offense against Romero, and this is a great spot for them. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of bats to like on this slate. We kind of talked about the Nationals being one. Uh, we we talked about you know Brewers are obviously one they're going to get some ownership after yesterday. Then there's that Rockies Texas game. I could see the Indians going a little overlooked again. I don't know about you, but I always feel like they go overlooked because the prices are just really expensive on these guys. So, uh, I mean, what are you doing? You think you can get Max and load up on these Cleveland Indians as well?
2: It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. That's all I'll say. We obviously haven't built any lamps. If you can fit Max in there, that's fine. But you got to realize that so many people are going to be going for Max that like, I don't, I never have 100% exposure to Scherzer just because of the way that a lot of my stacks work out. But if you want to throw someone like Castillo in there and then a lesser guy that obviously doesn't have the upside of Scherzer but is just so much cheaper, I don't really mind it in any given spot. Uh, trying to look on the slate, trying to think of two guys that I could roll with, it's actually looking a lot harder than I thought. But just throw two of these pitchers, Nova, Castillo, or Minea. Uh, Throw two of them in your lineup, and you can stack up these Indians along with another good stack from this uh, Rockies-Texas game. So I just told you what to do. I just created a lineup for you guys.
1: Don't tell anyone. Yeah, just, just plug it in. Uh, it's already done. But, uh, yeah, I think the Indians are a great team to get exposure to. It's just going to be tough to get a little exposure in their cash games. So I'm trying to find, like, which values are in there. Like, because, you know, there's obviously an offense if you're playing cash. You kind of want to get some exposure to. Like, Kittness is a nice value, I think. He's seen that 3.4K and 2.9K on DraftKings and FanDuel. I think if he's hitting it towards the top line, that can be good. Uh, Tyler Nikkeen, if he maybe gets a good lineup spot, he's only 2K – uh chisenhall too if he gets a good last spot he can maybe uh you know he's 3.2 on DraftKings. just trying to find a little bit of the values here on some of these guys because again it's tough to get them in but you can obviously prioritize them as one of your spend up options and then uh you know find value in other places which would be a great idea here Uh, anything else in this game grant or you want to go to the next one on to the next one All right, we got the last one on this slate. And this is a 5-10 start. Uh, This is the San Diego Padres and the Atlanta Braves. It's Jordan Lyles and Sean Newcomb. And first looking at this game, man, I see Jordan Lyles and I think, wow, Atlanta Braves. I mean, it's 88 degrees out there. This is an offense that's going to go overlooked. Uh, You know, they're heavy favorites too. This could just be an absolute smash spot for the Braves against Lyles. Uh, What about you? What do you think about this spot?
2: Yeah, I mean, they have, they, they're they they at a 4.95 implied team total right now. I expect that to get up over five, which means that people are going to be on it. It'll be the third or fourth highest implied team total on the entire slate, depending on how things move. Um, I don't think they're going to be that underowned. I obviously still like it because Lyles ain't great. The weather conditions are great. And this uh, team gets a lot of hard contact. Lyles gives up a lot of hard contact. So any one of these lefties outside of – I can't stomach paying that price tag for Nick Marquet I don't care what he's done lately. Uh, I'd be more likely to go with NCRJ batting seventh with the stolen base upside there. But, yeah, this is just – Braves are – I'd still put them below both the Indians, Brewers, and Nationals. And then if you're not including ownership, obviously the Texas game. But they're definitely in play here. Like there's some upside here and all the conditions point towards them being a pretty good play.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I also like a lot of these righties too here. Lyles has had his struggles with the righties too this year. If you look at the plate IQ numbers in twenty eighteen, uh, you know the Wobba is at three seventy seven, the Ice is at two fourteen, giving up a hard contact of forty four percent compared to lefties, which is only at thirty six uh you know and definitely like the woe was at 2.76 against lefty so uh definitely has had more of a struggles against righties i'm sure uh you know lefties will definitely have their way too i'll make sure to get Freddie freeman in there trust me i won't miss out on him he's a phenomenal play but uh, don't miss out on some of those righties too guys like the tyler flowers and kurt suzuki i always like getting them in there that's one thing i love about the brave stack you can easily fit your catcher in there and like the play because uh they're uh you know pretty good at hitting those sketchers over there in atlanta um, I mean, I, looking
2: at his, like all his pitches thrown and all his numbers, I think it's just a sample size problem. Like, Unless he's really fixed things, his pitches don't really re- like point to him being a reverse splits guy. So I'm more likely to lean towards him being the 40% hard contact versus lefties and righties being a little bit splits neutral. Um, so yeah, roll with both sides of the plate. But I mean, obviously, Albies and Freeman are like, two favorite plays here. But I'm, yeah, I'm not going to argue with Flowers or Swanson.
1: Yeah, I, I, yeah. Just I want to make sure people aren't just saying, "Oh, you know, make sure to get the lefties." I, I think you consider the righties too. Uh, I wouldn't want to be skipping out on those guys. But up and down the slide, it's going to be a good one. Uh, no interest in Padres against Sean Newcomb, or do you have any interest in Newcomb in general? Just I think he's interesting. The problem is, I normally like. You know, the Padres are not a good offense, right? Uh, But I normally like them when they go up against a lefty, but not a talented lefty like Newcomb Grant. So I'm kind of just thinking I'll just stay away from Newcomb on this slate because of what the price is, and I don't think I can fit him in as my second SP2 with a guy like Max. So I'm kind of just staying away from both sides of the ball. What about you?
2: I mean, honestly, Newcomb's the guy that I'm looking at for my SP2 outside Castilla because, again, this is a trash (laughs) slate for pitching. Uh, this is a trash day for pitching, let's just put it that way. Um, but it's just hard to stomach that 9.5 price tag. If I weren't going with Scherzer for my SP one I think that Newcomb is the guy that I'm going to go with. He strikes out guys at a decent clip. And although this Padres team has performed well versus left-handed pitching, a lot of that is due to just Villanueva's unreal at-bats versus left-handed pitching so far this year. He's definitely in play. Like, I have no problem with throwing it to my lineup. He's one of the better one-offs of the day at 3.8K – for dollar, it's absolutely a great way to go. Um, but like Newcomb is a good pitcher, and I have no problem rolling with him. He, he's got the upside with so many high strikeout at bats that if I'm not rolling with Scherzer, I'm rolling with Newcomb. And if I can afford it, I'm probably rolling with Newcomb and Scherzer.
1: Yeah, I'll just break it down for you real quick. If you do play Scherzer and Newcomb, I already have it up. You have $3,312 for your uh, remaining spot. So definitely tough to work, but hey, it's the weekend. You never know with the day games. They sometimes give guys days off and it bumps up some value for us. So uh, be sure to look at that. I think if we can get enough value, I think it could be like the cash game option. You can make work where you feel pretty comfortable. But uh, again, going to be tough to pull off. Uh, Anything else from this slate, Grant? You want to go on to the last slate of the day?
2: Uh, let's roll on to the very last slate, the third slate of the day, which I'm not used to hearing or saying.
1: Yeah, I know, right? Like, we're, we're not only giving you one slate. We're not giving you two. We're giving you three. I mean, we are giving you all of the, uh, you know, all of the content here on the weekend grind for this podcast here. So we got the third slate of the day. Uh, get ready. We got Kyle Hendricks going up against Carlos Martinez, the Cubs and the Cardinals, eight and a half total. And uh, I think there's strikeout upside for a guy like Carlos Martinez. Uh, it's just I kind of worry about him because he can have his struggles. Uh, definitely sometimes, uh, wor- you know, you worry about his command. And then Kyle Hendricks, I kind of like his price. I think he's really cheap. Like 6.4K for Kyle Hendricks is a really good price tag. Again, the Carlson on our offense, I like the target a ton, and I don't feel like Hendricks has a lot of upside. But I have a little bit of interest in the- some of these pitchers, Grant. I think they can be intriguing. What about you?
2: Uh, yeah, Hendricks, I think, is the way to go in cash. And catch that 6.4K 6. 6. price tag is just way Way too darn cheap. Uh, I'm rolling with him, and I'm probably going to roll with him. The SP2 for tournaments, he doesn't have a huge amount of upside, but you look at this slate, and none of these guys have a huge amount of upside. I mean, we'll get to the rest of them later, but just know that he provides just as much upside as almost any other pitcher on this slate, realistically, because he gets a lot of ground ball contact and go later into games, and you may get some upside that way. So I'm rolling with him as my SP2 on this slate, no questions.
1: Yeah, uh, I was just going to look because Carlos Martinez is one of those guys I put him in like the group of kind of needs a, a good umpire if I'm going to play him. Not that he needs it, but it would be great for him to have one. He definitely benefits, I think, from it. And he's got a hitter up tomorrow, so that's something I wanted to uh, obviously note a little bit because when he's got that you know, nice uh, pitcher that, that that gives him uh, definitely a little bit of a boost. So that was, uh, you know, something to know. And, hey, Max Scherzer, he's got a pitcher's up. So just play Max Scherzer, uh, going back to that point. Don't miss out on him, guys. Uh, don't get cute with it. Uh, I got cute with something today, and it got me mad. Uh, I'm not getting cute with Max Scherzer today. So, uh, yeah. What about the bats, though? Do you have any interest in some of these bats, Brant? I don't think I love them a lot, but it's a four game slate, right? I feel like we have to look at some of these guys, like maybe a Rizzo who's a pretty talented guy against some Martinez. And then on the opposite side, maybe Carpenter who's been hitting the ball really well. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out if we want to get some exposure to these bats. Cause again, it's an eight and a half total and that's tied for the, you know, the highest total on the slate.
2: Uh, yeah. This is actually a stack spot for me for the Cubs. I'm going to, I'm not going to play the Cardinals. I just don't see huge upside with Hendricks. And I think enough people will be on him with this implied team total of 3.4 that it's not going to be worth it to play them on a four-game slate. So I'm rolling with the Cubs, and I'm going to roll with full stacks here because uh, you can throw a lot of these value guys, which aren't necessarily needed considering the slate. Um, but just because of that, they're going to be less owned. So I'll be rolling with, obviously, Bryant and Rizzo are in play. But Contreras, Happ, and Schwarber are all under 4K – So, I mean, the three through seven stack is probably my favorite stack on the late slate here.
1: Yeah, the more we talk about it, I think the Cubs are going to be my favorite stack, too. I mean, the weather's great, and I mean, the pitching options are pretty solid on this late slate overall. I just think it's better that, I think it's better to just play the Cubs stack and hope we get that Carlos Martinez pull-up game. Uh, It it can happen at times. I know he's a talented guy, but uh, I'm just going to hope for that, I think. I like that Cubs stack a little bit there, so I agree with you. I think that that, that three through seven could be a really good option there, so uh, I'll probably get on board with you on that. Uh, Anything else from this game, or you want to go on to the next one? On to the next one. All right, next game up, uh, Boston Red Sox, Seattle Mariners, eight and a half total with Steven Wright against Wade LeBlanc. And, uh, yeah, is the knuckleball going to be on tomorrow, Grant? I really don't know. Kind of throwing my hands up in the air. What do you think about these two pitchers? I just think it's too good of a slate for pitchers where these are, like, the worst pitchers on the slate. We don't have to really get too much exposure to these guys. I mean, I'm fine
2: with playing right. It's a four-game slate. There's not a huge amount of options. And the other guys that are slightly more expensive than him could easily get blown up a bit. So, it's uh, stack against right or play right. You have those two choices. Uh, you don't really want to do anything in between. He's pitched well enough lately that I'd be more inclined to play him. Uh, but you don't really need to save that much money is the problem on this slate. And I'm having real trouble finding an SP2 that – like I, I think a lot of people are going to stack the Red Sox here just because they have the money. They will have the money. And unless you're playing Corbin, you will have the money. So I, I, I just – like, I, right is viable just because of knuckleball, and if he's on, he's fine. And he's playing a little bit better hitter's ballpark than over in – or pitcher's ballpark than over in Fenway. Um, I'm not using LeBlanc at all. I refuse to use anyone versus the Red Sox. Uh, I went away from that rule today with Paxton, and we all know what happened, guys.
1: Oh, um, yeah, don't get me don't get me started on that one, Grant. That was frustrating. Oh, my gosh.
2: Oh, yeah, you're telling me he's my favorite pitcher of all time, and I went all in on him today, and Nope.
1: That's because that's, that's you're a Mariners-Homer, Grant. That's what you are. You're you're, you're a Mariners-Homer. You got to put the Homer cap aside sometimes.
2: Yeah, except for I'm the guy that lo- is known that he loves A's more than anyone else. So that just doesn't make sense. Um, <laughs> but no, like, yeah, it's just right. If he's on, he's on. If not, then the Mariners could absolutely destroy him.
1: Yeah, I get it, right? It's just, if you think the knuckleball is going to be on, go for it. I always worry about the strikeout upside, but I could see myself if I'm building lineups and like right fits the last spot, I'd be like, all right, I'm going to say the knuckleball's on and hope for it. But uh, yeah, I'm not really interested. And the Wade LeBlanc thing is interesting. I do think a lot of people will jump on the Red Sox and I don't think I'll jump on the Red Sox because of that. Uh, I'm not saying I like Wade LeBlanc, but I think he could maybe do enough where That stack could be too high on for my liking. I'd rather just go other places, and I think I'm spending my money in other spots instead. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Overall, I don't love this game. Uh, I think there's just other games I want to get some exposure to and other offenses. Uh, Anything else you want to talk about, Grant, or move on to the next one? On to the next one. All right, we got the San Francisco Giants, the Los Angeles Dodgers, seven and a half total here. And this is tough because it's like, you know, Madison now, so both really good real-life pitchers. I just don't have too much interest in the hitters here at all. Uh, I think the pitchers are fine too. Like Wood at a 7.5K price tag, I think there's a lot of value in him. But Bungarmer, I don't really want to be playing here in this spot. Uh, You know, we got that Kiki Hernandez. I believe he's got that massive BVP against him. So uh, check out that too, Grant. But what are you kind of doing with this game overall? Uh, My take is just kind of play Alex Wood and maybe a couple bats here and there for a home run.
2: Um, After the Cubs stack, this is my second favorite stack on the board, very – Very simple. Like, they don't have that high of implied total. I don't know how many people are going to be on them because they don't need to pay. Like, all these bats are underpriced. Like, all of them are underpriced outside of maybe Bellinger with the lefty-lefty there, who's – he may not even be in the lineup. So, I'm going to be rolling with a full stack. I absolutely love Turner as my favorite GPP play on the entire board at 3.6K. Lefty-righty matchup. He absolutely crushes lefties. Bump Gardner is not striking out a whole lot of people. Obviously, not a huge sample size this year but he's not striking out a whole lot of guys this Dodgers team is on fire play the Dodgers play the Cubs boom
1: all right yeah that's fine they are cheap I get that I want to mention I I love the Kiki Hernandez bvp against Bumgar it's the funniest thing in the world because like everyone Kiki Hernandez like that guy that like You know, the lefty masher, the guy who's only a splits guy, and they bring him in randomly against lefties. He's 14 for 30 against Madison Bumgarner with three home runs, which just cracks me up. Uh, I always love seeing that when they go up against – And he's on
2: a hot streak. He had a a home run today. That's a hot streak, right?
1: Yeah, let's not remind me, Grant. I swapped him for Josh Reddick today, uh, last second. uh, But it it still worked out fine, but it was very frustrating. But, uh, yeah, I I do think that they are really cheap, right, the Dodgers. I get the cheap price tags. And Turner's a really good real-life hitter just in general. So – I don't know. Maybe I'll take a couple shots on some of these guys the more you talk about it, but I don't know. I don't love this game as much as you do, but I get why you like it. Uh totally understand. that. Anything else you want to talk about, Grant? Mm,
2: nope.
1: All right, let's go to the last oh, oh, game.
2: Oh, obviously, uh, don't play the Giants except for McCutcheon as a one-off just because of the lefty-righty matchup.
1: Yeah, that that's exactly what I thought when I was talking about it and saying the move. On. I was like, I guess I could play McCutcheon, but I was like, eh, hey, I don't love it that much. But I get it, right? It's lefty-righty and McCutcheon's a pretty good hitter. Uh, let's go to the last game, and it's the New York Mets and the Arizona Diamondbacks. This is an eight total here. Steven Matz against Patrick Corbin, and when I see this game, Grant, I get excited. I'm going to load up on the Diamondbacks. They're probably my favorite offense on this slate. Steven Matz has had his problems, you know, with the with the stolen bases. That's one thing that's obviously going to be great. A guy like Paul Goldschmidt is absolutely crushing the ball. I expect him to hit another home run. I didn't expect a stolen base out of him. He's a jack-in-the-bag candidate. Shout-out to Pepsi. Uh, I like Nick Ahmed at the top. I mean, John Ryan Murphy has been crushing the ball. I'm all over these arizona diamondbacks what about you
2: nope nope not playing them uh why too high
1: owned well what's the take too on high that owned.
2: i mean you look at this slate they have the highest uh implied team total they're playing in the humidor mats yeah he gives up like i'll play Goldschmidt. i'm obviously gonna play Goldschmidt. all the money play Goldschmidt. there's not a whole lot of other great first baseman on the slate i'll play Goldschmidt. of course i'll play Goldschmidt. but the rest of the guys like mats has done well against lefties this year and not terrible against them since last year. Uh, so I don't know if I want to play Peralta. I'm not going to play John Jay. And then I don't get real excited for any of these other guys outside of Murphy, really. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to play the Diamondbacks. I'm not going to play Corbin because he is the very clear ace on the slate. He can get wild. The Mets are a team that may be trash, but they also know how to work a count. And Corbin, could that's a huge problem with him a lot of times. He doesn't go that late into games because of it. So I'm fading Corbin just strictly because of his high ownership. I'm not going to play the Mets because I'm not a crazy person. Um, but, yeah, uh, I'm full-on fade, I think, of the Diamondbacks.
1: Oh, man. I, I mean, Outside I'm
2: of like, Goldsmith.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just like the chalk too much. I guess maybe that's it. But Diamondbacks are in a great spot here. I'm going to load up on Mats. I think. Uh, Patrick Corbin, I think he's a fine player, but I kind of just see myself maybe looking for the route to – uh, spend down on these pitchers. I just feel like there's a lot of value with these guys, but uh, I don't. I don't mind Patrick Corbin. He's not. He's a solid option. Uh, I get why you might worry about the ownership, but uh, this Mets lineup is really bad, man. It is terrible. So uh, I think I'm going to get some exposure to Corbin a little bit on this slate. Uh, anything else? Or you want to kind of get the? We can go to the stack of the days uh, and talk about that now.
2: Nah, nothing else. Like I'm, I'm not playing Mets. Not even Nemo. Especially with this lefty lefty matchup.
1: All right. Well, you kind of gave your stacks on the late slate, and you kind of gave it on the early too. We talked about that a little bit. Let's just talk about the main slate and give the stack of the day for that. And of course, because the, those other slates are kind of more tournament slates, and a lot of game theory goes into effect. But uh, let's talk about the main slate, Grant. Give me your favorite stacks. Who you stacking up? Who you like? Uh, what, what are the bats you want to get a ton of exposure to?
2: Like I said, the obvious one's going to be that Texas game, but they're going to be super chalky. Yeah, keep uh, keep
1: that one off the slate, Grant. Uh, it's like it's it's not a course. It's not a cores game, but it's kind of a cores game. But let's keep that off. Everyone knows the load up on it.
2: Yeah, like I said, uh, Washington, Atlanta, or Washington, Milwaukee, Atlanta. I think is my one, two, three. Uh, Washington's definitely number one. Uh, Milwaukee and Atlanta, you can kind of flip flop those two. Or and Indians, eh, just stack those four.
1: Yeah, I gave
2: too many. Just go Nationals. Just go Nationals. I'll give you that
1: one. That's mine too, Grant. I'm just playing the Nationals, man. I think this is an absolute smash spot for them. I think we're really going to start seeing the Nationals just take off. I, I'm, I'm really predicting that this coming up week here, we're just going to see them go crazy. I don't know what their, like, upcoming games are and who they're going to be going against, but this offense is going to start turning around really quick here, and I want to be ahead of the curve on it. Give me the Nationals tomorrow. I'm sure that Rogers Center roof will be open, too. That'll probably be great. I don't know what the weather is in Canada right now, but uh, I do think that uh, it's a great spot for them. So give me the National stack. Everyone but Defo. I think that sounds like a good idea, right, Grant? Yep. All right. That about wrap up this late guys. Thanks a lot for joining us here on the weekend grind. Any final thoughts, Grant, before we get on out of here.
2: When you stack the nationals play Soto.
1: All right. You heard it here. Get your Soto exposure from Grant. We're going to get on out of here though. Thanks a lot for joining us guys. I'll be back tomorrow here with chief justice zero six. That's will. We'll be talking about this Sunday. I just have to
2: say, if you guys haven't heard Will on a podcast before, I'm not gonna lie. This is the first time I heard him today. Absolutely fantastic. One of my favorite new people at RG, and I've never met or talked to him before, but he's fantastic. Listen in, guys, tomorrow.
1: Yeah, definitely give him a listen. And, uh, Grant, make sure you listen tomorrow then, because you haven't listened to me on the weekend grind with Will then. So, but he'll be back on tomorrow, so make sure you listen to that one, Grant. He'll spit out all the good plays and all the good knowledge from his good old spiral notebook that he likes to talk about. So <laughs> uh, we'll be getting on out of here, guys. Thanks a lot for joining me. For me, Travis Mangone, for Grant and Eve, for Turt Ferguson, we are out of here. Hey, kids.